0: Pandemic lockdowns made it harder for people to make new romantic connections. Now inflation is making it more expensive.
1: Some people call fall cuffing season. That's when singles start looking for someone to snuggle up with before the long, cold winter months. And they want to do it without going broke.
0: Welcome to Stress Test, a personal finance podcast for millennials and Gen Z. I'm Rob Carrick, personal finance columnist at The Globe and Mail.
1: And I'm Roma Luzio, personal finance editor at The Globe. The cost of dating has risen, alongside just about everything else. That's left people searching for creative ways to meet the love of their life while spending less.
0: So Roma, what can you tell us about your first date with your husband?
1: Well, my first date was dinner and drinks situation. I think originally he had suggested we go for a bike ride, but we got rained out and we went to a little Jamaican place at the end of my street. It was nothing fancy, but the food was good. We had a drink on one um, one patio and then uh, went in for a nightcap somewhere else. Uh, I mean, what I remember about it was not the, the dinner and drinks. I just remember that it was a good date because, you know, we were talking and having a good time and, I mean, obviously we hit it off. Uh, what I do know is that today, a night like that would be far more expensive Another thing that strikes me is that my husband and I, when we went on our first date, we had already known each other. So it wasn't a blind date, but I was looking at a survey from an online dating service that found that 58% of people wanted to get to know someone before they actually started spending money on a date. And that seems like, you know, a good, smart idea.
0: You know, back in the day, that was expected, you know, that um, usually the guy would uh, would buy a, a nice dinner somewhere or go to, a, go to a show or something like that. Start small, get to know each other, make it more about getting to know each other than consumption of food and drinks and stuff.
1: Absolutely. And I think the other thing to note is that it's important to be straight up about your financial situation from the beginning. It might not sound very romantic, but one thing you want to do is be upfront about whether or not you have the kind of money to spend on this.
0: You know, money has become uh, a top of mind thing when dating. And that's a real change from from back in uh, my single days. But uh, it's starts on the first date and as you start dating it's questions about how much debt do you have and uh, and things like that so money money and dating are really interconnected now normally we invite experts to weigh in on personal finance matters but for this episode we thought it would be more useful to hear from people who are actually out there trying to find love our first guest has taken a hiatus from dating because the cost was getting too high that's up after the break
2: My name is Yusuf. I live in the in downtown Toronto. Just turned 27 years old.
1: Yusuf is an engineer. He's been going on dates roughly twice a month for the past six years.
2: But there is one month. Maybe I went on five dates. But that's that's the urban life, I think. So uh, a typical date, I'd say 80 to 90 percent of my dates, they I'd, I'd I'd like to start off with drinks, just a simple drinks at a casual place. We'd go maybe two three drinks each. Maybe an appetizer like some chicken tenders in the for the in the middle or like uh, some fries in the middle that would usually cost like 80, 80 bucks without tips with tax maybe seventy to eighty bucks so if i if if I'm going on two dates a month and I'm doing drinks with the ubers there and back, that's like a two hundred dollar budget per month A dinner date you're looking at at least two hundred dollars per day right uh with it, because it's not only dinner it's also drinks. Uh, plus the Ubers and tips and the taxes and everything. Inflation is going. It's at least two hundred. So you're looking at four or five hundred dollars per month on dates with a with someone, especially on first dates with someone you, you've never met before. I'd say that's a very high investment. Not only, on a dinner date is longer as well. Not only more time, it's also longer. So it's getting older. It's not he can't can't usually uh, keep up either.
1: For Yousef, dating is a big investment. And not just because he pays the bill on 95% of his first dates.
2: Of course, it's it's not only a money investment, it's a time investment, it's an energy investment. So we're putting energy into filtering out from people online, finding a person who I'm, okay, I'd like to get to know this person a little bit more. Texting, building that connection up before, uh, ask them out on a date to make sure, right? And then booking a place, finding a time that's suitable for both of us. And most of that time is usually... Thursdays for me. I call it project coordination. <laughs> I don't want to be too serious as well, but that's 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 how it is after a while.
1: Dating consumed so much of his time and budget that Yusuf decided to take a break to focus on other things.
2: Because I, I feel it had consumed a big portion of, uh, especially in an urban city, right? There's a lot of options. So I just need to take a break and focus a little bit on my, on my career. There's a lot of moving parts happening in my life, not only my job, but also there's two other businesses that I'm trying to, uh, to juggle as well. So, and I found dating had taken up a lot of my energy. So it's time for a, for a real uh, break from it, <laughs> especially it really, it really hit me when I got a, a, a for a $400 rent increase, because I'm in a non rent controlled building. So when I got a $400 rent increase, <laughs> that was, that was significant. It really made me take a step back. And that was maybe a, Six months ago, maybe, make me take a step back and really look at what's happening because costs were rising very fast. So that's $400 of disposable income gone. I can't be going on $200 dates. And dating in an urban city is not, for everyone, the grass is always greener.
1: Nowadays, more than two-thirds of Canadian singles prefer an outside date, according to a recent survey from online dating app Bumble. But Yusuf hasn't considered switching his dating plan to something cheaper, like a walk. Not even after spending $300 on a single meal when his date said she was starving and ordered four main courses plus an appetizer.
2: So uh, especially this year, you really want to get to know a person and you really want to focus, especially that you have limited time. But if you're, if you're really out there seriously dating, not just messing around, uh, then I think a uh, sit down and you're talking, getting to know each other, maybe a, a bit of laugh here and there. You you gotta go sit somewhere and face each other. That's my opinion. But I feel I, I feel a park and going and uh, you're walking. You're not really looking at the other person, or you're not really connecting with the other person. I th- I think eye contact, like looking at the person's soul in the first date, is very important. I don't think you can achieve that with a we're going to the park or going on a walk.
1: Higher costs of living made use of quit dating, at least for now. Our next guest story about who paid for a poutine might make any single person want to quit dating. That's up after the break.
3: Uh, my name is Paula. I'm 44. I live in Pilot Butte, Saskatchewan.
0: Paula is a stay-at-home mother and a stand-up comic. Her story is so Canadian.
3: Uh, I'd never done dating apps before. I didn't know what to expect. I went on iMatch with a guy. We went on our first date at our local pub. And I ordered some food because I was. it took me so long to get ready. And I skipped lunch. I was very nervous. And the date was fine. But afterwards, he messaged me to ask for a second date. And I said, oh, um, I really enjoyed hanging out with you, but I didn't really feel any sparks. So I don't think there's going to be a second date. And he said, oh, no worries. Uh, Here's my cell number in case you change your mind and want to hook up sometime. And also, would you mind e-transferring me the cost of the poutine that I bought you? Uh, Well, it was pub poutine. So it was $13, which is, I guess, a lot. But I mean, (laughs) I, I did not feel like I needed to give him a refund. Well, the thing is, I ordered the poutine, um, fully intending on paying for it myself, of course, and, uh, but he absolutely insisted when the bill came, just absolutely insisted, would not let me pay. So the fact that he asked for a refund after, it just kind of struck me as, well, then why did you offer to pay if you couldn't, if you couldn't afford it or whatever, if you weren't just being a nice guy? Yeah.
0: So did she send him the cash?
3: Absolutely not. No. <laughs> kidding no i gave him a lecture about manners and and expecting things like you should never uh you should never give with the expectation of getting in return like this is not a transactional um thing it's that's not how dates should work
0: who pays the bill has always been an awkward part of dating but it can be especially tricky in tough economic times where single people have higher costs of housing and groceries if they live alone Paula says she always talks money before a date.
3: So usually my go-to is to um, say, if somebody invites me to something and I know I can't afford it, I will say I can't. So either you have to pay for me or I can't go. Like, it's just, and no hard feelings. Like, seriously, like I don't need people paying for me, but this is, this is you have to be very honest With my current partner, we are both (laughs) equally poor. So that actually helps because we do things that are either cheap or free. That does help. Also, I will say, because gas prices are so high and uh, a lot of the dating apps set your radius quite far, like I think Tinder was 500 kilometers away, I I automatically always set them to 10 kilometers away (laughs) just so I wouldn't have to drive so far. There's no way I I was going to drive that far. I just can't afford it. So yeah, about a year ago, I did that. (laughs) I figured that out.
0: For Paula, who dates both men and women, splitting the bill tends to be more complicated with men, especially if they feel pressure to follow the traditional rule that the guy has to pay.
3: Right. Well, I found when I was dating women, the check was always split equally. And there was never any discussion about That's just the way it was. And that's super fine. But also I noticed that a lot of women, bless their hearts, um, (laughs) a lot of women would show up to a first date with gifts for you. Like they'd have a stuffed animal or jewelry or something they'd made like food from home. And even if the date did not go well and you didn't want to like proceed further, they never once asked me for the gifts back. It was always just like, no, this is yours to have. Don't worry about it. No, I wanted you to have it. It was very sweet. But I feel like, Men are starting to move away from thinking that if you buy a woman something, it's like booty insurance because it's really, it <laughs> really should not be treated like that at all. So um, the Gen Zs are actually, well, because I'm, I'm dating a millennial. So um, the millennials and Gen Zs are actually, they get it. They get it. It's the older ones that are struggling with trying to figure out how to approach dating in an appropriate way. But nowadays it is, it's just more of a practical thing. Everyone's poor. The economy is crap. You have to like, you have to, if somebody says, do you want to go to this movie? You have to be up front and say, I can afford the movie, but should I sneak my snacks in? Because (laughs) I can't, I can't afford snacks. So if you're going to pay for snacks, great. If not, I'm sneaking. So yeah, no, you totally have to be up front.
0: All his experience with different generational dating attitudes aligns with research on the topic. Hinge, an online dating app, found in a survey this spring that 41% of daters were more concerned with dating costs now than a year ago. Gen Z daters were more likely to feel cost pressures. Incidentally, they were also more likely to choose first dates that don't include alcohol, which is even more expensive these days.
3: Yeah, a lot of people on first dates will ask you, the men will ask you to, oh, you should come over to my house and I'll cook you dinner because that's that's cheaper for them. Um, A lot of times would not do that just for safety reasons, obviously, because if it's a stranger, you don't know. You don't want to do that. Another thing that they will ask you to do is go for a walk, which is fairly free but (laughs) nobody nobody's really asking you to go out to a like a five-star restaurant in a in a movie anymore they're just not not on a first date like while you're just getting to know each other it's it's it feels like they don't want to invest too much of their money especially since most women are pushing back against having it be transactional i don't have a problem with it if i especially if you're meeting strangers and people do it all the time now. It used to be you just meet people through people and it was a little... little, But when you're meeting strangers, there's nothing wrong with just coffee and and casual walks. It's a a getting to know. And you shouldn't expect to have a bunch of money dropped on you on your first date. It's just, I did not expect it, but also I did not expect to be asked for a refund. So... (laughs)
0: Our next guest is a quintessential Gen Z dater. He's all about the low stakes, low budget first date that acts as a vibe check. Hi,
4: my name is Justin. I am 22 years old and I live in Toronto, Ontario.
1: Justin is a college student who works part time. As for his relationship status?
4: Uh, I would describe it as me being as free as a bird. Yeah, 100% single. I'm just trying to find like, you know, a real connection, and that's what's been working for me.
1: Justin goes on about two dates a month. In the past while, he's been on five first dates, and he took them all to the same place.
4: Yeah, so the AGO is basically the Art Gallery of Ontario. It's free for um, under 25, which I am, and it has, like, a bunch of artwork, sculptures, digital art too, um, photography, all that stuff. Uh, Yeah, and it's basically just a place where you can go and, like VR and check out all these artists and learn a lot of new history and information. Uh, yeah. So we go there, we meet up, we walk around, we just discuss like how the art looks. Um, what do you like? What do you like to do? Um, pretty much just getting to know you. And yeah, in my opinion, it's really good to do that, especially like in Toronto because if you're really trying to find like an actual connection and someone who you could vibe with, you know, you're not really trying to waste any time. And, spend money that you don't have to, especially while living in a city is so expensive. So I feel like doing something like that that's um free, um you're able to talk a lot, get to know someone, learn new stuff and learn new information. Uh it's it's really good to do that as a first date. It just saves you a lot of money and it saves you a lot of time and you could easily weed out, you know, all the bad apples from the dating pool.
1: Justin made a TikTok video about his free museum date strategy. It got 16,000 likes and even landed him a date. But not everyone was on board with his game plan.
4: Uh, the response was, I would say, 50-50. A lot of people were calling me cheap and it doesn't really work if you're still going, like if you're doing that every time. I, I kind of agree because that does make, you know, a little bit of sense. But also people were saying like, yeah, this makes sense. You know, you're you're living in this expensive city. You want a date. You want to find that connection still but you're also, you know, trying to have a good time. So it kind of does work. And if you think about it, you don't really want to go on a dinner date for like two hours and eat food and just be stuck with someone there for that period of time, have a bit more like difficulty escaping, if you would say. Um, Yeah. So that just, in my opinion, also kind of like gets rid of that. But yeah, the response has been very like 50-50. I've been really... Like some of the comments were just saying, like, if you're broke, just say that. (laughs) So that was kind of like, you know, but again, it's not about at the end of the day, it's not about being broke. Like I have a good job. I'm a college student. You know, I don't really think there's anything wrong with saving money and also wanting to find like a good, genuine connection. And especially for people living in Toronto, like we're the city is expensive. It's like everyone knows that it's just facts for majority of the people living here. And I don't really think it should stop you from dating or trying to find anyone just because of your financial situation or whatever time you have to spend it. There's there's ways around it where you're able to find someone and then maybe grow together too or just find someone you just connect with on that kind of level.
1: Justin isn't alone in trying to cut the cost of dating. According to an August survey from dating.com, 67% 67% of singles have cut back on first date expenses because of inflation. Four out of five singles are looking to spend less than 50 bucks on a first date. Even at the art gallery, Justin figures he'll end up paying for something.
4: Um, Yeah, so I wouldn't say the first date would be totally free. And I, I don't really see myself having like an exact budget. Like I'm not going out there saying like, oh, I'm only gonna spend like 20 bucks or only 50 bucks. Um, For me, it's mostly like, for one of the examples, after we went to the Ego, um, there was, like, a nice pub or restaurant, like, right across the street. And, you know, I was feeling that vibe and that connection. So, we just, like, we went over there. I think it was, like, 48, 52 bucks, something like that. So, yeah. And then another time, um, we went to some, like, little place that sold, like, dumplings, uh, food like that. And it was, like, maybe, like, 12 bucks. So, like, I'm really not thinking about that. Um, I guess it really just depends on how that connection is. And like, I guess the more happier and better time I'm having, I guess the more money I'll spend, I guess. So, yeah, I I think that's like fair, you know, if I'm having a bad time, you know, I'm not going to really, I don't think anyone wants to spend any other time, or money, like at that situation. So again, like I wouldn't be dating if I didn't have the money, you know, it's just being about cautious and dating at the end of the day is really an investment if you really think about it. Because you're investing your time into that person, you know, you're investing your care, your love, um, commitment, loyalty, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a pretty big investment in my eyes.
1: The Art Gallery first date hasn't landed Justin his perfect match. But based on one of his TikTok comments, he's still hoping that will happen.
4: Oh, uh, yeah. So the top comment was, uh, uh, she said, my now husband and I went here on our first date uh, when we were under 25. And it really surprised me and shocked me because uh, I assume this lady is older along with her husband. That just made me feel a bit more comfortable, I guess, because it's kind of like proof that it could potentially work. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it made me feel really good on it was really nice to see.
0: I think Justin's got a super creative idea. I really like it. You know what? It's low key. It could be fun. You uh, you get a chance to sort out. Of, you got things to talk about. The art, right?
1: And if the person hates the art, then you can talk about that too.
0: Well, true. And if they hate the art that you happen to like, you know it's not a match.
1: <laughs> Lots of places the date could go.
0: Right. Roma, what are your takeaways?
1: One. There's no reason a date has to be dinner or drinks. Going for a walk or grabbing a coffee is a cost and time effective way to see if there's a romantic spark. Two, if you're going for a date that could be pricey, suggest splitting the cost. To avoid awkward misunderstandings, have a discussion before about what you want to do and who's paying. Three, have a clear idea of how much you want to spend each month on finding love. Yes, that means having a dating budget because nothing is less romantic than being financially strapped.
0: Thank you for listening to Stress Test. This show was produced by Kyle Fulton, Emily Jackson, and Zara Kazama. Our executive producer is Kieran Rana. Thank you to Yousef, Paula, and Justin for sharing their stories.
1: You can find Stress Test wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and share it with your single and dating friends.
0: Next up on Stress Test a recession looming over our heads. We want you to feel prepared no matter what happens with the economy. So with the risk of a downturn in mind, we've gathered advice for 20 and 30 something's on how to approach the job market, housing, investing, and the cost of living.
1: Until then, find us at theglobinmail.com. Thanks for listening.